We're talking with Susie Davis. She's a longtime member of Those Darn Accordions. She's been out on tour with Mick Jagger, Prince, Billy Idol, and a bunch of other folks. And your father is legendary K-San disc jockey Norman Davis. But most importantly, Susie, you just got back from Burning Man. I think it was a couple days ago because I called you and you said you're out in your yard washing mud off of everything. <laughs> yes, that's true. And uh, Me and 70,000 other burners. Let's talk about your experience at Burning Man. First, you just got back from there. I'm assuming you went with a, a group that you usually go with. Yes, yeah. I'm part of a camp called Black Rock Tea Company. We serve tea in many various forms. And I am a human karaoke machine, and we invite people to come up on stage and pick a song out of my songbook. I have about a 350 songs in there, and then I pound them out on this old funky out-of-tune piano, and they sing, and, and it's a lot of fun, and sometimes it's good art, and a lot of times it's a little bit more like performance art, but it's all about radical self-expression. <laughs> well, now you say a piano. You're not like pushing a baby grand around in the mud, are you? Well, yes, we are. The storage container that has all of the all of our structure that we put up every year, and we have a piano in there, <laughs> and it's still playable. This year, Burning Man went from August 27th through September 4th. When did you get there? I got there on Thursday before it opens. It opens on uh, Sunday at midnight, so I arrived early to participate in the build. And how many years have you been doing Burning Man? This would be my seventh. I did the virtual burn in 2020. Let's talk about the fun you had there before we talk about the experience with the rain and the mud. How much, yeah. how much fun was it? Well, for me, being there is just all about uh, being witness to the miracle of human creativity. When you see these fantastic giant art sculptures and also the mutant vehicles, which this year just kept blowing my mind. You'd see a, a giant dragon whose wings unfold that somebody engineered that can take people around on playa. And it's just, it's just amazing, you know. People think of these things, and then with will and tenacity and ingenuity, they make them manifest. And so it's, that's the aspect of Burning Man that to me is the, the most incredible and keeps me coming back because it's, I, I'm just wowed about humanity and what we're capable of creating if we want to. <laughs> so how large a group was your big pack, your camp there? Oh, it's about 28 people or something like that. So talk about what you pack in and bring in. Oh, my gosh. Well, lots of silly clothes. The sillier, the better. I brought a lot of uh, non-perishable food because I didn't want to be bothered with cooking. <laughs> so I had a lot of food out of cans and bags. Next year, I'll definitely be bringing some nice, strong rain boots and a rain poncho. <laughs> now, did you know about the weather forecast and the hurricane coming up from the south? Well, the tail of the hurricane hit before we got there. So... The Monday before the, the burn opened, they had a couple days of torrential rain, and it turned the ply into a lake, and work just stopped on all of the art installations and uh, infrastructure that was going up. People just basically sat in their trailers and read books for about 36 hours. And But uh, once the sun comes out, the mud dries quickly, so by the time I got there on Thursday, 
it was uh, it was drivable. It was fun. We're talking with Susie Davis, a Bay Area musician who got back from Burning Man this week. Talk about some of the experiences getting through Burning Man this year that were different than all the others with the rain and the mud. Yeah. So, yes, we on Friday of the burn, well, uh, leading up to Friday, we we follow the weather reports pretty closely. And we we knew that there was some wind coming in. So I believe it was Tuesday night. We were out there uh, riding around. I mean, my favorite thing to do is to ride around the open playa and look at the art and really experience the art, really walk up to it and touch it and dig down into it because um, there's a real tendency to, you know, ride by a piece and go, Oh, that's that. And then you ride on. But often if you stop and get up really close, you're like, Oh, (laughs) it's different than how I perceived it. So as far as weather, you know, uh, there were a couple uh, wind storms came in and created whiteouts, which are always quite interesting if you're out on the open playa. Because all of the lights disappear and you can't really tell what direction you're going until the dust sort of settles and then you can see the man because the man is facing 6 and 12 streets and his arms are facing 3 and 9. And so you can usually figure out how to get home (laughs) if you can see the man. And then Friday, we knew rain was coming. It started raining about 3 p.m. on Friday and people started taking shelter in RT company bar and um i was just like i'm doing my set you know i'm gonna i'm gonna try and keep people's spirits up and so i did my human karaoke thing people came up to sing and over the course of two hours the entire floor of our of our infrastructure just turned into a pigsty (laughs) (laughs) because wherever people walked it like pushed the water into the mud and then you had mud that was like you know four inches deep and yeah, and the mud is very sticky. It's like a clay. So you get some on your shoes, and then it just attracts more and more and more until each shoe weighs about 10 pounds. So walking in it is quite challenging. But the most amazing part of this whole rainstorm was just watching the resiliency of the people there. And, you know, it's a great life skill to have things happen that you don't want to happen, and then you just go, okay, this happened. I'm going to deal with it. And that is what the vast majority of people did out there. Spirit stayed really high. It was sort of, um, it, it was just kind of wonderful because everywhere I went, people were laughing, cracking jokes, standing around in the mud, walking around in the mud, looking at the art. And um, it was just a joy to stop and talk with people and really feel this uh, this resiliency of spirit of like, we can't change this. We're just going to accept it and make the best out of it. It just made me love this community even more. It's a remarkable community of people. Now, there were some people who freaked out and were like, no, I got to get out of here. And um, they created a huge mess for themselves because people started driving out on Friday, even though, you know, there's a radio station out there that just kept telling people the roads are closed. Don't drive out. You'll get stuck. And people just did it. You know, there was a lot of human hubris. It's like, no, my are greater than anything else. And so by Saturday midday, there were about 300 cars that were just stuck in the mud outside the city. And those people had to deal with their situation on their own because all of the emergency support 
for Black Rock City needed to be focused on the people in the city, you know. So I felt bad for them, but also they sort of created a worse situation for themselves by going that route. Do you think that most people, after, you know, plinking back on this a couple months, will look back and go, that was the best Burning Man ever because Mother Nature challenged us to reach our peak? You know, it's kind of been my best burn ever. Just because of witnessing what the community did, how so many people reached out and looked out for their neighbors. And if people were in tents and their stuff got wet, I've heard lots of accounts of people who had RVs or trailers inviting them to sleep with them. I was stranded one night and had to stay in my friend's trailer. I couldn't get back to my camp, you know. And uh, just seeing that uh, generosity of spirit and that you know, that civic responsibility was just super touching. Yeah, it it was fantastic. (laughs) Yes, it was inconvenient. Yes, it was kind of gross and muddy. Yes, the porta-potties were just like, eh, because the mud just built up on the floor of the porta-potties. But overall, it it was a pretty great experience. So the most important question now is, will you go back next year? Um, I, there's a very good chance I'll go back next year. I'm already working on my song book, you know, people requested songs that I didn't have in my book and I want to make sure I have songs for, from, for every generation in every genre. So I'm definitely thinking about it and uh, I'll probably make that final decision around April next year. (laughs) Yeah. And if I had one last observation, it would be that this was a great lesson in how the media just plays up the negative aspects of any situation because the media coverage use all these terms like stranded, flooding, death. There was a person who died. He fell over and died. and Nobody knows why. It had nothing to do with the flooding or the weather. But that was all you read about. You didn't read. Oh, and um, rationing. You just you didn't read about what was really happening there and really what brings people together to be there. So just a great lesson in the media and how it tends to portray things. That's Susie Davis, Bay Area musician. Thank you for your perspective, Susie. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you.